The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the Heisman winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the 1932 Brown Bears, one of the greatest college football teams of all time. When you think of the greatest college football team of all time, what teams come to mind? 1888 Yale, 1901 Michigan, 1924 Notre Dame. Perhaps a team from Bernie Bierman's Minnesota or Bud Wilkinson's Oklahoma dynasty, the 95 Cornhuskers, the 2001 Canes. The point is, do you think of the 1932 Brown Bears? Perhaps you should. See, even when you consider the greatest Brown football team of all time, the 1932 team rarely comes up. See, six years earlier, there was the 1926 Brown Bears, and many considered this as Brown's greatest team. In 1926, the Brown Bears, with the Iron Men, ran off nine consecutive wins before tying their last game of the season, a 10-10 tie against Colgate. They were led by the Iron Men, 11 players who played every minute for two consecutive games. The 1926 season started off in dominating fashion for Brown, as they won their first four games of the season, 14 to nothing, 35 to nothing, 32 to nothing, and 27 to 14, going into week five. This is when the Ironmen, the same 11 players, defeated Yale, 7 to nothing, and then Dartmouth, 10 to nothing. These 11 players never came out of either game. This team won by an average score of 22 to 4. Their last game of the season against a 5-2-1 Colgate team ended in a 10-10 tie, the only blemish on their schedule. As we said, some consider the 1926 Brown team a phenomenal team with an extraordinary storyline as the greatest Brown team of all time. But we don't. We consider the Brown team that played six years later a one-loss Brown team, mind you, coached by the same coach, Deorman McLowry. The 1932 Brown Bears 7 and 1. In 1932, in an eight game season, after an opening day defeat of Rhode Island, the Brown Bears defeated the next six consecutive teams they faced, all six of whom were undefeated when they faced off against Brown. In other words, leading up to the last game of the season, Brown was undefeated, untied, and all but one team they faced, a team they had faced on opening day. All but one team they faced was undefeated when they played Brown. Brown won them all. The 1932 Brown team then lost its final game of the season to an undefeated, untied, unscored-upon Colgate team. In their first seven victories, and I will say this one last time, after an opening day victory, Brown defeated six consecutive 
undefeated teams to go 7-0, allowing a total of 21 points in that span. They then lost their last game of the season, game one for the 1932 Brown Bears. October 1st, 1932, Brown opened the season at home in Providence, Rhode Island. They faced Rhode Island University, who entered the game 0-1, having lost to Maine 12-0 the week before an opening day. Brown 19, Rhode Island 0, Brown was now 1-0. Game 2, October 8, 1932. Playing at home at Providence, Brown faced Springfield, who entered the game undefeated 2-0. Brown 13, Springfield 6, Brown was now 2-0. Game three, October 15th, 1932. Brown was playing away at Yale, and Yale entered the game undefeated. A modest zero wins, zero losses, two ties. Brown seven, Yale two. Brown was now 3-0. and Game four, October 22nd, 1932. Playing at home in Providence, Brown faced Tufts, who entered the game undefeated 3-0. and Brown 11, Tufts 0, Brown was now 4-0. Going into game 5, October 29th, 1932, Brown was playing away at Harvard, and they faced a Harvard team that was undefeated, 4-0, with wins over Buffalo of 66-0, over New Hampshire of 40-0, over Penn of 46-13, and over Dartmouth of 10-7. Brown 14, Harvard 10, Brown was now 5-0. In game six, November 5th, 1932, playing at home in Providence, Brown faced Holy Cross, who entered the game undefeated, 6-0. Winning at the time by an average score of 16-4, and Holy Cross had shut out their last two opponents. Brown 10, Holy Cross 7, Brown was now 6-0. Game seven, November 12th, 1932. Brown, playing away at Columbia, faced an undefeated Columbia team 7-0, a team that had won its first five games by an average score of 36 to nothing, and rolled into that game having just defeated Cornell and Navy. Brown 7, Columbia 6, Brown was now 7-0. Game 8, the last game of the season, November 19, 1932. Playing at home in Providence, Brown entered the game 7-0, defeating every opponent they faced, and since opening day, the last six opponents were all undefeated. They faced a Colgate team who entered the game 8-0. This was an all-time team, undefeated, untied, unscored upon. They won by scores of 41-0, 27-0, 47-0, 35-0, 14-0, 31-0, 32-0, and 16-0. All shutouts. They never allowed a point all season. This game, played on November 19, 1932, was a battle of the heavyweights in Providence, Rhode Island. You want a game of the century? Here it is. Colgate, 8-0, undefeated, untied, unscored upon, versus Brown, 7-0 undefeated, untied, and had just knocked off six consecutive undefeated teams. The Colgate coach, Andrew Kerr, was a disciple of Glenn Pop Warner. Coach Kerr learned Warner's double-wing offense while working as an assistant at Pitt. The offense took the Brown Bears unaware. 
Colgate, playing in their white helmets, got the ball first after returning the opening kickoff to the 12-yard line on the first play from scrimmage. Colgate ran a brilliant inside reverse lateral. Uh, see what happened was the inside reverse netted 10 yards, and then the running back laterals behind him to a trailing back who races another 25 yards. Well, two more inside reverses netted another 25 yards, and Colgate proceeded to drive to the seven-yard line. Colgate quarterback Solone rolls out for a five-yard gain, and with the ball on the two on the very next play, a quarterback sneak quickly put Colgate up seven to nothing over a stunned Brown team. The inside reverses stunned Brown all day as Colgate won 21 nothing. Aftermath. Brown was now seven and one. With the win, Colgate was one of only four teams since 1932, one of only four teams since 1932 to go through the regular season, undefeated, untied, unscored upon. Colgate was nine and oh. And they were in high hopes of a Rose Bowl invitation that was never to come. They were snubbed. And now Colgate had the moniker undefeated, untied, unscored upon, and uninvited. Still, in the annals of college football history, this Colgate team was one of the greatest teams of all time. As for Brown, in the annals of college football history, this team's achievements are unparalleled, but not forgotten. The 1932 Brown Bears, after an opening day win, defeated six consecutive undefeated teams. Perhaps no team in history faced a more difficult schedule than the 1932 Brown Bears. The only loss in the last game of the season was to an all-time GOAT, Colgate. Nair I say, I don't think we'll ever see the likes of the 1932 Brown Bears again. The 1932 Brown Bears, 7-1, and one, one of the greatest college football teams of all time. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.